Well, hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. And this is a podcast where we watch a, an episode of Parks and Recreation, and then we talk about it. And by we, I mean myself, Jason, and I'm joined all the way across town by the power of the internet by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. How are you doing, sir? I am well. It is a beautiful, crisp day at, uh, in the, uh, the north of Seattle area, mm-hmm. and I love it. And it is also a full day of school. So we, another we're doing win. it. We're winning. My daughter was convinced that she had a half day. And I, multiple times throughout this week, I told her, somebody lied to you. Because I'm looking at your, your school calendar right now. And I'm rejoicing every time. Because you're in school all day. That's why you can't give them half days. They'll get, they'll get used to it. Exactly. Exactly. You give a mouse a cookie. Pretty soon, they're going to be demanding lobster Mm -hmm. is how the book ends so if you give a kid a half day pretty soon they're going to be truant and never go to school again so that's why you got to hide their cheese exactly exactly speaking of cheese Mm -hmm. um today we're going to be talking about season five episode five halloween surprise and uh this is a uh episode where because of Jerry's probably love of cheese, his heart's not doing too good. Okay, I was wondering where you're going with that. I, <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, let's see. I, I, I was right with you, listener. I was like, where's this going? <laughs> so this is just a, a PSA out there, friends. Keep in mind, cheese is delicious, but it also might give you a fart attack. Dun, 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 dun. That's it. Any questions? What's your favorite cheese? Thank you. That's a, thank you. That is a good question. Yeah. I, I really, really like pepper jack cheese. Man, that's what I was thinking in my head. That I like pepper jack or that that's your favorite cheese? That's, that's my favorite cheese too. Because it's, okay. like, it's, like, it's like regular cheese. It's like a good, like just not fancy, pretentious cheese, the cheese bit. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. it has flavor, like, mm-hmm. like, like the spicy. A little spicy, yeah. I don't know why I said that like Italian. That's <laughs> like a spicy. Like, like a, a, a spicy cheese. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Pepper Jack is great. There's a uh, a butcher near our, our where we live called Double D Meats, mm. and they have smoked cheeses, and they have a smoked Pepper Jack cheese stick, which is delicious. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, listener, if you like cheese, good for you. Let us know what's your favorite <laughs> cheese. I also like the uh, the Beecher's cheese curds that they sell at Costco. Squeaky cheese. Oh, I love squeaky cheese. Put it in the microwave for like 13 seconds. Like, put some on a plate. Put that plate with cheese on it in the microwave for 13 seconds. And, uh, oh man. So good. Results may vary based on the wattage of your personal microwave. Experiment. Yeah. Play around. Kind of like when you make a pizza and you follow all the instructions and then you're like, this isn't cooked all the way. Well, because your oven may be a little different than the DiGiorno test oven also be sure to take that cardboard out from underneath the the, uh the pizza that is not to be cooked upon i just put the whole thing in like the box the box yeah Yeah, just put the whole box in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because the the plastic's like an extra topping (laughs) it really seals in the flavor (laughs) it does yeah it's kind of like searing a roast before you put it in the crock pot it just seals all that flavor in there it's so good yeah it's sous vide Mm. pizza 
<laughs> sous vide pizza. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so gross. That is really, really gross. Um, Jeremy, what do you think? What do you what do you think? We should talk about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. All right. What were your first impressions as you watch this? Uh, what's your over your your first take? Uh, once again, I forgot how many of the different little storylines were so funny in this. And I I liked a lot of them. There's one that isn't like Leslie and Ben's isn't super funny, but it's super sweet. Um, mm-hmm. And then Ron and Andy, just the, op- the cold opens fantastic. Um, and then Jerry's little side bit. Um, and then even Halloween, like the movie, there's a lot of little, little things. And I, so I really enjoyed this episode. There's a lot going on. The, all the characters got a little bit of time. Tom's like, there's a little part that's going to launch Tom, um, his storyline moving forward from here. And, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this episode. How about you? Uh, as I was watching it, I was like, man, everybody's got something to do in this guy. Yeah. Like everything is, everything is going and there's so many different, stories happening um and i yeah i forgot all that was involved in this episode this felt like one of the early episodes of game of thrones right like, like there was just a lot going on until we split off and everybody got their own episodes yeah, and, and, I, and there I, are life and death consequences <laughs> right but i i like this. i like where i want more episodes like this i guess which are, they're probably harder to write but they're fun yeah there's little people <laughs> children mainly children children yeah <laughs> uh no dragons though not yet <laughs> unless you count jerry's roars <laughs> <laughs> did you eat farts for lunch <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh yeah this one's really funny um so i try listener to kind of organize the these episodes and you're like really you do I'm like yeah everything so far has been scripted um you don't know this we don't send you the scripts but um i try to organize these but these uh, jeremy and i were talking before we started recording and all these different storylines they overlap so much that's hard to really break them up into a plot b plot c plot so what we're going to do today is we're just going to kind of go right on through the whole episode take a little break in the middle and then uh wrap it up so uh, it'll be uh, a super fun, uh, super fun journey through season five, episode five, Halloween surprise. The real question is, what is the surprise? We'll find out. I, I actually did have a question like what what is oh. the surprise? Um, so because. Anyway, we'll no spo- see. No spoilers. The real surprise is the friends we made along the way. What are they doing here? The friends? Yeah. Where'd they come from? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, hey, you guys are here. And they're like, yeah, we brought a, we brought a, we brought a soup. Uh, so it starts <laughs> with the, uh, the cold open um, with Ron in his office and Diane stopping by. And uh, she uh, asks, am I interrupting something important? And I love Ron's response. It's so right on, uh, right on brand. Impossible. I work for the government. <laughs> so, um, so she uh, comes by with her daughters, and uh, they are crazy loud. And uh, you can see Ron having a hard time with uh, all of the craziness of her children. Um, and so, but Ron's like, I like her. She's sharp. She's confident, and her children are loud. <laughs> and then Ron's child shows up, and that is Andy. <laughs> he 
comes in to play with the kids and he just like he's just saying yelling and screaming running into stuff uh and diane is like hey i would love to uh I would love to go trick or treating tonight. Would you come? And Ron's like, Oh, I don't think I, I think I'm old for that. But Andy's like, yes, can we go please? <laughs> so, um, and then Andy, he also, Andy, Andy actually says Kung Fu, which, which I think is important because later on he is Johnny karate, which I know karate is different than Kung Fu, but still yes. Andy lives in a world where all those things are the same. Sure. I just like, just being, foreshadowing. An FBI agent and a Secret Service agent, also the same. <laughs> right. So, uh, also observe, observing everything is important. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, he also points out, you got to go by seven or else all the good candy is going to be gone. And <laughs> Diane's like, yep, all right. The girls are, yes, all right. And Andy's like, yes, all right. And Ron is just like, what happened? <laughs> How did I get lo- roped into all this? They, they all just leave at the same time. He's just left alone. This whirlwind of, has just completely changed his, his plans for the week. Yeah. And as, as a father, there are times where I feel, I feel all of Ron's emotions in that moment where it's like, I feel like I'm doing something that I did not want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, did not oh. agree. I did not agree to this. How did I get to here? <laughs> so, um, so I get it, Ron. I get it. So then the credits happen and then it comes back and Leslie is uh, touring a house. Um, and it like as I was watching this house, I said several times, man, that's a good looking house. Yeah. That, that one room in that house. <laughs> it's a <laughs> so nice good looking open concept, you know, area and with the, a lot of wood and rocks. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So um, I like the exposed beams. Makes it feel like a lodge. I yeah. love it. Yeah. So maybe good someday. architecture, good bones in that place. Yeah. But what it's missing is a trampoline room. Mm. And Leslie asks specifically about it. Like most houses uh, and, in America. And her oh. agent is like, yeah, no, there's no trampoline room uh, like most other houses in the world. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So then we get the explanation. Leslie says Ben's coming back from D.C. and we're going to move in together um, because. He is currently living at Andy and April's house that they're renting from somebody. Um, Burley. And, yeah, probably Burley or I don't know. I think it was Burley was on the lease in the first place. And then, yeah. So so they're looking for a new place um, and they can't move into her house because as uh, has been stated, it is a scary nightmare hoarder's nest. <laughs> uh, that was where Ben's words and Ann's words and the, on the official report filed by the health department. <laughs> So we've only ever seen Leslie's house the one time. Twice. Uh, twice. What was the other one? Oh, yes. Once. Sorry. Yeah. They cleaned it and then it was the dinner party. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was the same episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so a, that was a nice house. That's a craftsman. It's beautiful. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm sure. I love craftsman tools. Uh, it, they have a lifetime good, guarantee. Make good houses, too. You know, Sears used to sell houses. I know. Yeah. You could get a... a Build your own house. Yeah. Now you uh, have to just build your own. So, uh, so Leslie decides that she's going to lease the house and she tells her agent that she wants to. And Martha's just like, great. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so she's kind of disappointed because everything has to be a production with Leslie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's kind of bummed. So the instant, so Anne jumps in and they make a little dance party while Martha is uh, filling out the paperwork for the lease of the house. Now, 
Does this mean she's renting this house? Or are they going to... They're not going to buy it. Yeah, I think it's renting. Okay. Um, Lease to own? I, yeah, I was very confused by this. I've never rented a house so for longer than a week for vacation. Uh, so I don't know all the ins and outs. Um, but yeah, it seemed weird to me that these two professionals are renting, leasing a house. Like, buy it. It's they don't, funny. They don't want to be tied down. I guess. I guess. So, um, so yeah, so Leslie's getting this house and life is coming together for her. And, uh, and then we go to the parks department and Chris shows up, uh, and he, uh, introduces himself to everybody because he has won a most improved patient, uh, with, from Dr. Richard Nygaard, which is a piece of paper that the doctor only made because Chris specifically asked for it. While crying loudly, <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a difference. Is like it's time. So like a lease is twelve months, and rental is usually by the month. Okay, good. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure that people knew that we knew how to use the internet. Okay. Well, I wasn't like going to lose sleep over it or anything, but well. now I might. <laughs> I might. People think I don't know how to use the internet. I'll be like, I can't believe I don't know how. To, think I know how to use the internet. I know how to use the internet. Been using the internet for forever, as long as it's been around. But yeah, well, um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so Chris comes uh, to get uh, tell everybody that he is um, in, in, in instituting a movie night, a Halloween movie night, and they're going to play um, the Murder at Blood Lake, Death Canoe Four, Murder at Blood Lake, mm-hmm. and uh, Donna is pretty stoked about it. Um, because that's her favorite one. Um, and she's also going to live tweet it, which is also good. Fun fact, mm. the clips that they showed is from an actual movie, 1986's Blood Hook. Blood Hook. Yeah. Oh, my word. <laughs> and the guy who directed it was, uh, or actually, yeah, directed it, went on to go produce Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh. Yeah. Joel? No, it was one of the producers. No, oh, okay. I don't. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. Fun little. That is a fun fact. Little tie in there. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Check out Bloodhook. It looks terrible. It does. It's, it's about a guy who uh, there's like a, a fishing competition in Wisconsin and a guy goes around and like catches people with his hook. <laughs> with hmm. Like like in a, a reel. Yeah. What do you think it means? We're, I thought it was like a, like, I, I honestly thought it was like an allegory. Like it was a Christian movie, like fishers of men, like literally mm. like what would happen mm-hmm. if they really fish for people? <laughs> that would, that would be a horror movie. And that's, that's what that movie was. I, I guess. So, I, I don't know. I was way off. I don't know. So Jesus's invitation to Peter and the gang is like, come with me. <laughs> yeah. It was much more <laughs> ominous. Follow me. Follow me. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's something. Uh, um, yeah, I catch so. the day is you. <laughs> oh, that would also work as a super cheesy, like Morton's Fisherman, uh, like Valentine's Day card. <laughs> it's quite the Venn diagram of people who love Morton's Fish and Valentine's Day. Oh, man. Will you be my fish? Will you be my catch of the day? <laughs> I'm hooked on you. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
net <laughs> something net <laughs> you think yeah, you i can hear you yeah. uh pudding pudding <laughs> it's got to be i'll i'll wake up in the middle of the night like <laughs> no that's the thing that's going to keep you asleep. that's yeah. the thing that's going to keep you from sleeping yeah it's not that I, people think i don't know how how to use the internet it's going to be aquanet that's not it <laughs> That's nothing. Um, all right. So Chris is doing this whole thing because Dr. Nygaard feels that he should face his fears instead of running from them. Um, and he's, he goes into this inner monologue as he's talking about Dr. Nygaard. He's very wise. I see him five times a week. And then he lifts up his hands slowly. He holds my life in his hands like a fragile little bird. <laughs> see you tonight. And he runs off. <laughs> uh, so. Rob Lowe is just killing it with the uh, introspection and the emotional journey, emotional journey that Chris Traeger is going on. So I don't know why he didn't win any Emmys for this. I mean, this was really something. So, um, yeah, so he's going to dress up as a as as his fear later, <laughs> which is going to be great. Uh, and then after it cuts to Ben in D.C. with all the interns and April, and he announces that. The congressman has an 18-point lead. Callaway, the opponent, has run out of money, stopped campaigning. So it's basically over. And he says, good job, everybody. And April then says, especially me. <laughs> uh, and uh, and so, yeah. And so then Ben also tells her, well, hey, we're pretty much done. So you can go if you want to head back early. And she, like, drops her champagne and grabs her purse and just runs out the door. And Jen Barkley is like... That's an exit. Who was that? I'm just kidding. Uh, and so that's all we kind of get from April in this episode. No, it'll, there, there's more later at the at the rummage sale. The, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I forgot about that. April shall return. Um, and so Jen talks to Ben uh, to say, hey, what's so what's next for you? Um, <laughs> and uh, he's like, I was going to get a chicken parm and watch Blade Runner. <laughs> Had a kid. <laughs> Uh, and then, then I wonder, I wonder which cut he would watch. I think you would go with the original, the original it, or yeah, the director or the directors, like the ultimate mm, Ridley yeah. Scott. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Either way. He's probably going to be bored. Nope. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> Always wrong about that. <laughs> Listener I've Jason tried, doesn't like Blade Runner. I've tried so many times with Blade Runner and I've, I, I actually, watched blade blade runner 2049 i have two different copies of versions of blade runner in my <laughs> itunes i've tried okay i've done the work and i just i just don't care about that movie but blade runner 2049 is really good oh yeah yeah it's, it, it's, it's really good it's fantastic you yeah. should watch the original blade runner it's really good too <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. let me think about it let me think about it. My my daughter doesn't have a half day today, so I, I have hours of free time of not picking her up. Um, and so <laughs> Jen is unimpressed with his plans to get a chicken farm wow. and watch Blade Runner. Uh, and then he realizes, like, as she was thinking, like, job-wise. <laughs> I love Jen. She's so great. Yes, Ben. I'm talking about, like, job-wise. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then it cuts back to Pawnee, Andy, and... Uh, Diane and Ron and the girls are trick-or-treating. And uh, Andy points out that they're all princesses. And uh, even Diane. 
who, funny enough, used to play a character called Xena, Warrior Princess. Um, and so she's like, yeah, everything for the last four years, book, movie, backpack, all princesses, all the time. And he's like, oh, that sounds fun. And, and she just says, it's a nightmare. Um, and then Andy, we see he's dressed up as a police officer. And Ron is dressed up as his pirate costume <laughs> that he wears every year, which is wonderful detail every time. It's a terrible costume. It's like he barely tried, but it's a pirate and he loves it. Um, and so Andy does a pause to do a, a quick report because he's working on his observation skills. And so here's the things that he observes. Tree, leaves, night, sky, hand, Andy's hand. <laughs> it's like, what else you got? <laughs> so what else uh, does who have? Yeah. Who's he talking to? <laughs> and uh, there's more things to observe than that. Sure. <laughs> so, um, but then Diane gets a vice principal emergency because some idiots were caught pooping on the soccer field. So she's got to go. And Ron is like relieved. He's like, I guess trick or treating's over. And uh, the girls are sad. And Andy's like, no, we can just walk him around. No problem. And uh, again, Ron is kind of swept up into this thing that he did not want to do. Um, and so Diane takes off and Ron is uh, just going to keep going to the next house. But the first challenge in Ron's trick or treating adventure. Ivy says, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> And Ron's response is, I have no idea what to do about that, <laughs> which having done trick or treating with children who need to go to the bathroom, it's like, none of these are our houses. Like, what are we going to do? Trick or treat. Can we real quick? My son's got to drop a deuce. <laughs> can, can we just, I mean, it's only gonna take like a half hour. <laughs> What's your reading material situation like? <laughs> well, I, I have learned to always bring our own train books. <laughs> So uh, I've, been I've been trapped too many times. Uh, so then cut back to the uh, the park where they're watching the movie. And Donna is uh, live tweeting everything, um, which is great. Uh, <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> it's the death canoe. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she just calls it out. <laughs> Get your foot out of the water. It's Blood Lake. <laughs> and then Chris is like asking her questions like, I've missed the first three death canoe films. What exactly is a death canoe? Does it tip over easily? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Donna is like, I live tweeted it this on my, my feed this morning in preparation. Like, I'm pretty sure this is a work day. <laughs> and she's just telling her boss, I watched this movie instead. <laughs> These three movies instead. Movies, right. There's six hours, right? At least. Yeah. And, uh, and she says in the fifth one, the canoe is actually the hero. <laughs> So, um, and now you, Chris here, we see he's dressed up as an old man because <laughs> yes. he's facing his fears of being old and getting old. And so, yeah. So, um, then, uh, Leslie's there and she sees, uh, she's dressed up as Rosie the Riveter and Anne comes by and she's dressed up as a, a U.S. Olympic gymnast, I think is what she was going for. Yeah. Um, and they're pretty excited, but Leslie gets a call from Ben. Uh, and Ben tells her that Jen wants him to come and work for her. There's a guy in Florida who wants to run for governor. Um, and, uh, Leslie is having a hard time processing this because, uh, they have sharks in Florida, swamps and swamp sharks. Uh, mm -hmm. and Ben says, you mean alligators? Maybe. Um, and so they're like, she's like, are you going to do this? And like, we just got this lease and we, 
are supposed to be starting our life together. Uh, and Ben's like, I don't know. Well, I have to go find out. We'll l- learn more in a little bit. So tension. Things were coming together for Leslie. And now there is tension with Ben's future. And then uh, more tension as uh, the trick-or-treating continues. And um, Andy is continuing to do his observation. Uh, and so it's, it says 7.34 p.m., man dressed as a nerd, <laughs> female dressed as a crazy witch. And uh, th- the husband here says neither of us are in costume. <laughs> <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> Uh, and then the girls run up to Ron and say, Ron, like Zoe broke my tiara. We both have the same tiara. Now she has one and I don't. And so Ron solves the problem in a way that makes the most uh, sense. Right. But it's the wrong thing to do. He breaks Ivy's tiara as well. And now they neither of them have one problem solved, screaming and crying. So good job, Ron. Good job. Cut back to the park. And the uh, King Solomon actually, this was is City Hall. Crap. Yeah, King Solomon. He didn't. He didn't actually cut the baby in half. He, well, see, I think that's what Ron's problem was. Right. Was he says, "Well, let me Never. see whose whose tiara it really is. Mm-hmm. Let me cut it in half." And then he's like, "No, no, no. She should have it. That's that's how you know who it really belongs to." And you give rookie, it to that person. Rookie mistake. Never cut yeah. the baby in half. Never actually go full half baby. Yes, that <laughs> that's it. Um, so, and I just realized I said they were at a park because that was the that's when they watched Twilight was at a park, but they're actually watching this at City Hall in a little courtyard, which mm-hmm. is even worse. Um, and so, the uh, Donna is watching this again, and, uh, and then she just cl- cr- cries out right in the face. Sorry about your jaw, son. <laughs> it's the and, hook, blood yeah. hook. <laughs> And Leslie is upset. And so she's talking to Anne. Like, everything seems to be falling apart. Um, I know exactly how FDR felt after Pearl Harbor. Um, and uh, and Anne is like, look, there's a lot of things going on. You don't know you don't know everything here that's happening. You guys have survived this long. But let's have fun. Uh, and then she's like, you know what would cheer you up? She watched Tom go into the bathroom. And whatever Tom's costume was, like a ghost? Barely? I don't yeah, know. I barely saw it, yeah. It's like just a white sheet over his shoulder. So I think it's like a, a I think he's going for ghost. Um, but uh, she's like, let's go scare him when he comes out of the bathroom. Unless he is a, in a, agreement that would cheer me up. Uh, and so they wait. And when the door opens, they, 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 they yell boo to whoever comes out. And it's Jerry, not Tom. And immediately he starts farting. A lot. <laughs> like a lot. Like so much. <laughs> and uh, Leslie uh, is like, just gross, Jerry, what's wrong with you? And Anne then, because she's a nurse, recognizes like, oh, he might be having a heart attack because this is something that happens when people have heart attacks. And um, just grabbing his, his arm. Yeah. And so uh, so Leslie's like, all right, call, or Anne tells her to call 911. And Leslie's response is like, there's so much stuff happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> Farts and heart attacks. Yeah. Uh, and then Tom comes out and he, <laughs> Tom's response is like, oh, this is terrible. Did, did a dinosaur just fart? <laughs> did you eat farts for lunch? <laughs> um, and they're like, stop talking, moron. He's like, I wish I could stop smelling. <laughs> and then finally, Leslie says, he's having a heart attack. And she's like, oh, are you OK? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So that's like, oh, is Jerry going to be all right? Well, let's take a, like a let's take a pause here, Jeremy. OK. 
Let's take a pause because who knows who knows what's going to happen to Jerry. Oh no! Yeah, we you don't to, know. You have to wait until after the town forum to find out because we're going to do a town forum exactly. And uh, this is uh, some emails that came in previously. From, we asked about uh, soundtracks in particular. Oh yeah, and and, uh, and you you were a big advocate for soundtracks, um, and I was like, I prefer scores. And uh, so uh, we have a, a a email from listener Christy who uh, in the episode where Aunt Leslie gets her perm, she, her favorite line was, when Anne is away, the mice get perms. <laughs> and then blaming Anne later. Uh, why did Anne let me do this? Um, but her favorite soundtracks are Forrest Gump and Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Uh, oh Brother, Where Art Thou is a fantastic soundtrack. I would agree with that. Uh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, Awesome Mix 1 and 2 are both great, and they are great. Um, and then she starts talking about the soundtracks for Grease, Rocky Horror, Picture Show, and Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, they get a lot of play in her house. Um, I, Jeremy, let's 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 analyze this real quick. Sure. If it if it is a musical, does that count in the same way as a soundtrack? Well, that's does like that asking: it, Does a musical count as a movie? No, 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 no. That's totally different. I know, but I'm just saying, like, I no. It's a musical. It just needs to stay on the stage. Just keep it there where I don't have to see it because people don't just spontaneously break out in song anywhere I go unless it's Brigadoon or whatever that show is. So, yeah, I soundtracks for musicals. I don't I don't think I can abide. Can't, but you can't enjoy it, right? No, not not at all. Uh-uh. Musicals. Wow. I, I just I don't I don't I don't I don't like them. Hmm. Interesting. Never have, never see, will. See, I was going on a different track altogether, and you really surprised me here. Um, okay. Because, because like in the other things, like Forrest Gump, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, Guardians of the Galaxy, those kinds of soundtracks, they're not necessarily moving the plot forward, right? The closest would be Oh Brother Where Art Thou, but it's not strictly a musical because a lot of the songs are just kind of happening. Sure. Um, and I mean, people sing them, but it's not like a... No, it's not necessary for uh, George Clooney's character to sing Man of Constant Sorrow to understand the character of George Clooney. Right. right. Or what's or what's happening in the movie or what's going to happen. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, and then like all of the songs from Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack, they're all like independent. They're just good songs. Sure. That his mom give, gave to him. And so. While they, they they just, you know, have a synchronicity with the actual story, they're, they're not, like, carrying the weight of the story. Mm -hmm. Whereas a soundtrack, like, all these songs, are, are where, like a musical, all these songs are, like, telling you more about the characters and the story. Um, it's, like, part of the script at that point. Exactly. At which point I feel like, just tell me what's hot. Just say those words then. <laughs> Why add the music? It's just, and you're going to say some of these things over and over again. I believe that's called a chorus. So you're repeating it. That's just lazy. You're robbing me of more movie. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> pointless. Yeah. Come, uh, well, you definitely made some points. Come at me, internet. I don't care. Yeah, I, well, I Christy, stand by it. You know how to get a hold of Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> so, but then she also has a Pandora channel of nerd movie soundtracks, like from the MCU, Lord of the Rings. Uh, Harry Potter, Narnia, the DC movie, Star Wars, Star Trek. Awesome. I love those kinds of scores. Fantastic. Uh, last night I was reading a Star Trek novel because I am 
I have an inner Ben Wyatt in me. <laughs> and I, I uh, put on the soundtrack or the yes. score yes. to the Star Trek movie while I was reading the novel. I'm like, this is pretty perfect. Wait, which, which Star Trek movie? Like the original? Uh, well, it was just the, well, I should say it was the score for the next generation. Okay. So just like an episode, I just typed in Star Trek next generation. So, um, yeah. So I heard the intro music twice, which was kind of annoying, but, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So that's, uh, that's from Christy. So good, good choices there. And then a, uh, a listener named Anissa, uh, wrote in and she totally agrees with Ben that he's 100% right that it is like a mixtape from your favorite director. Um, and so she also loves the feel of superhero movie scores and editing and writing, uh, makes, um, it all more dramatic. Uh, the game of Thrones soundtrack is so good. Yeah. It's so good. Um, and, uh, also the music for Westworld. Have you listened to the Westworld music? Yes. Oh man, it's so great because it's all covers. Um, but like pl- played up like a, a honky tonk, like in a Western kind of thing. Oh, right. So yeah. good. Uh, and then also highlights some of her other favorite soundtracks, social network tra- soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Agree. Oh yeah. Soundtrack uh, or sc- soundtrack score. Cause that's Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross. Yeah. I would call that a, a score score. Cause like, a, like when I think of soundtrack, I think of songs with words, right? Songs that have already kind of been out either. Yeah, have already been made and played like on radio or whatever, or are made specifically for the movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Social network, that that is a that's a fantastic score. Yeah. And then also the Matrix one and two. Um, and uh so social network, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Uh and then I don't know, I don't know, I don't remember the Matrix one and two music very well, other than there's a lot of like uh electric electronic sound uh and yeah, it's like a lot of techno is that also trent reznor you think that i don't i don't think so i want to say no, right. i'm going to say no on that but i could be wrong okay well uh okay so and then uh then her next item is just everything by trent reznor <laughs> so uh he's really good uh at scores i've never listened to any nine inch nails music mm-hmm. um but i really appreciate his his score work so I can agree with this listener. Uh, and then Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey. <laughs> I can't remember the soundtrack to those. Uh, now, here's one, Jeremy. Yeah. goes way back. The Lost Boys. Oh, wow. I really don't remember. All right. I don't either. <laughs> that was in a period of time where I was not allowed to watch anything that may have anything to do with <laughs> anything scary. So I'm not super familiar. But I do know Kiefer Sutherland is, is in that movie. And uh, he's intense because he's a vampire. Uh, oh, yeah. And the movie Go! Exclamation mark. Yes. I haven't seen that. <laughs> <laughs> but you say yes. And I say, yeah, great. It's great. Yeah, it's a very okay. intense. Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Matrix. I just I'm remembering some of the songs from Matrix, like um, Ministry and Marilyn Manson. And then one of my favorite like drum and bass uh, bands from that era, like propeller heads. Um, that's when they like walk into the bank and they start like running upsides the wall, or I guess not the bank, but the, the building and mm-hmm. to go free Morpheus. And they're like running up the walls and shooting in the columns. Like that's spy break that. Yeah. Great, great choice. Listener, whatever Jason said, Anissa, Anissa. Yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Clueless. Oh, yeah. The movie Clueless. And then uh, she said Spider-Man with that song from Seal, but I think what Bat- is intended Batman? is Batman. Yeah. Kissed by a rose. Kissed by a rose on a grave. Is that what it's called? I think it's just Kissed by a Rose is the name of the Kissed song. Kissed by a Rose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Seal. Yeah, that song was everywhere. Yeah, it was. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, and then um, she. this is how she wraps it up. That's without, like, Googling for ideas. <laughs> so I love wow. that. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, and then love you guys. Keep up the great show. It's one of my favorites. Anissa. Anissa. I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name, but thank you for writing. Thank you for enjoying the show. And, uh, and, and friends, listener, if you enjoy the show, email us. Let us know. Parksandconversation at gmail.com. But you can also tell your friends. Tell people about this great little show that we have put together uh, almost weekly. <laughs> Darn near. And, Darn near. And, and I think the, and, and when I say think, I'm you know, pretty sure because we've talked about it. The goal here is to continue not just through Parks and Recreation, but through The Office and The Good Place and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So it's, you know, even though you're probably listening to this into season five and we're still saying, hey, tell your friends, it's okay. There's going to be more and they can start over and catch up. And yeah, it's going to be fun. It's a long journey. Come along for the ride. We might even get better at this. Who knows? Well, no promises. We've gotten this far without getting better. Why change anything now? <laughs> That's right. Don't fix so, what's been broken the whole time. A, a, a broken clock is a good paperweight, is what I always say. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, listener, thank the listeners. Thank you for your email. Uh, and uh, yeah, please uh, send us. Uh, you know what would be great is if uh, we could hear. We're watching this Death Lake, Death Canoe, Blood Lake, uh, thing. Listener, what is what are your favorite scary, campy movies? So we could be talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. Talk about I Know What You Did Last Summer. What are your favorite scary-ish types of movies? So email us, parksandconversation at gmail.com. And the correct and, answer, uh, obviously, is Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness. So, Okay. Well, then now I guess, listener, I guess you don't have to email. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy just told you. What is right? Just write. I've not seen any write, of those movies. Write in, and and we'll we'll judge you anyway. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, let's uh, let's come back into uh, season five, episode five. Yeah, um, I need to because, know what happened to Jerry. Well, Jerry lived. Uh, if you can call that living. <laughs> God, your life is so boring. <laughs> so Tom comes into the hospital, and he's brought some magazine and so the word jumbles, and uh, maybe some gas X. Uh, and uh, he's trying to um, get Jer- the doctor. He's going to try to get Jer- the doctor, Doctor Harris, to uh, say that Jerry had a fart attack. <laughs> um, but Doctor Harris is not playing along, and he's like, "No." He's like, "There's got to be some kind of term for this releasing so much gas." And he's like, "Not really. Gastrointestinal distress is common during a heart cardiac event." Um, so yeah, Doctor Harris doesn't play any games. He's just doing what he's doing and uh yeah so uh but jerry is appreciative of everybody coming to visit we've got ann and and jerry and leslie there and uh yeah she's just he's very appreciative of everything um and uh he's like you guys didn't have to do this 
And Dr. Harris' response is, well, well, they did cause it. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Harris calling it how it is. Uh, And so, and then Jerry's like, I'm glad this happened. This is a wake-up call. Um, I'm going to make some changes. I want 30 more years with Gail and my girls. Uh, And uh, and Les is like, don't worry. We're going to help you. We're going to make this work out. And then, so she decides to have a huge garage sale fundraiser to help Jerry pay for his hospital bills. And, uh, because the, their healthcare is terrible. Um, and she wrote, or she says that she sprained her wrist and her insurance claimed that having a wrist was a pre-existing condition. <laughs> True. So that's pretty bad. Yeah. So the first people we see selling something is, uh, is Andy and April and Andy is selling some, uh, loosely affiliated, uh, Pearl Jam memorabilia. <laughs> <laughs> loosely <So>. affiliated. <laughs> Because he's got this hat and he's like, how much should I sell it for? And April's response is, I don't know, eight cents. And he says, well, it was the first time I wore this. First time I ever heard Vitalogy by Pearl Jam. And then April's like, oh, $900. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> he's wearing a Pearl Jam shirt while he's doing it. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Vitalogy, Vitalogy is an amazing album, by the way. I love that album. So oh, excellent. There you go. Go Later listen. Later on. Listen to it. Uh, Donna will will make a claim that Eddie Vedder wrote Vitology about her. Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So then Ron is sitting there at a table with a piece of paper, and Ron's like, "Are you not selling anything?" And he's like, "No, I'm selling this table. I made it." Um, and he's selling it for uh five hundred dollars. Was it? The paper went really quick. Um, I did. Yeah, I didn't see. It's yeah, a nice table. But, I would buy that for five hundred dollars. Yeah, the description is good table. No, it's about right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, and then April's like, hey, where's, uh, where's your new lover? Am I going to meet her? Uh, and Ron just says, we're in a bit of a rough patch. Uh, and uh, she was not pleased with my babysitting performance and left me a very loud message on my cell phone. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and he's like, and so Ron has a talking head where he's like, I like Diane, but I'm not sure if I'm ready for a family. Um, you know, if I, if her kids want to come to my place, I'd have to take a whole week off just to undo the alarms and tripwires. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, Chris comes and he sees, Anne has a bunch of different boxes with men's names on them. And Chris is like, Oh, Hey, that's my name. And, uh, and so then Anne explains all these boxes are stuff from different eras of ex-boyfriends. Uh, cause she takes on the personalities of her, her boyfriends as Leslie points out. And Chris is like, oh, here are those ankle weights I bought you that you like so much. And <laughs> and just looks at the fa- at the camera like, nah. <laughs> so um, so the uh, yeah, so there's the exercise phase, the Andy Dwyer grunge phase, the Tom Haverford needless shopping phase, also credit card debt phase. Um, and so, just yeah, a, so box there, of, a box of khakis from her Mark Brandenowitz phase. <laughs> well, actually, there is no Mark phase. There wasn't because he was that bland. Yes. He could not imprint himself on anybody. (laughs) So, uh, so Leslie is going to do this auction thing uh, to help raise money. And so she starts off and uh, calls everybody's attention and starts by saying, uh, as many of you know, Jerry Gergich, our friend, has suffered a devastating fart attack. (laughs) We are here to help. Uh, And so the first item up for bid is an inscribed autobiography from Pawnee newscaster Pert Hapley. The book's entitled The Thing About Me is I'm Bert Happily. Uh, <laughs> and so starting bid at $20. Uh, 
which it's a hardback book. So that $20 is probably less than it's worth uh, without the autograph. <laughs> so um, so then we cut down to Florida where uh, Jen and Ben are with Mr. Kurtzwilder, who um, was a, a, you know, a law, a law lawyer. I was going to say a law person. <laughs> <laughs> he was a law man. <laughs> he was a lawyer and uh, he uh, was just working in a small firm. And then one day, bam, just like that gator eats penis. <laughs> uh, and Ben is shocked by this. Um, and, uh, and, and he's like, well, it was my first high profile divorce case. Uh, but it, it was a classic Florida divorce guy cheats on wife with Dan Marino's masseuse. One day she cuts his junk off and throws it in the Everglades. <laughs> and Jen is just like, why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> of course. Right. Um, and, and Jen says like, look, you, it, your path to victory is narrow. Um, and you don't really have a lot of name recognition, but then Ben jumps in is like, Hey, we can, we're not, we're not in the business of losing elections. We can get you where you want to go. And you can see Jen looking at him like, all right, this guy, this guy's got some juice here. And so, um, yeah, so that's, uh, kind of Ben, you see him kind of come alive as he thinks about how to help this guy win, even though based on what you know about Ben, like he probably would not want this guy to win. (laughs) anything so um yeah so then we cut back to the the garage sale and uh morris is talking to donna saying you should have put spoiler alert on all of those death (laughs) canoe tweets and donna's like it's 25 years old and she's like on her phone the whole time like what are you doing right like you're not even looking at me what are you doing and uh, she's like i'm tweeting this dumb conversation (laughs) so um so then we see tom is uh talking to some folks who are looking at his uh coat and they he wants $200 for it. And he's like, look, the guy's like, it's used. He's like, well, I paid 150 and I added the scorpion, <laughs> this big embroidered scorpion on the back. Um, and so guys like, his, you can't sell clothes his, at a tag sale for more than they're worth. And Tom's response is just like, watch me. <laughs> yeah, from his, uh, from his drive phase, which is an also another excellent soundtrack. If you haven't listened to that. That is a good soundtrack. Yeah. That's a good movie. That's a, that's a, that's a very good movie. Yeah. Um, so then Diane shows up and she comes to apologize for, for the way she reacted. And Ron says, apology accepted. And Diane says, do you want anything to say anything for me? And his response is, you look nice today. <laughs> I mean, it's not, not, a, not a lie. I mean, but yeah. I don't think that's what... No, she was looking for everything Ron has done so far. Technically. Correct. (laughs) It's about fairness. It's about equity. uh, And just saying short, truthful statements. But that is not what you do in a relationship. (laughs) So. um, (laughs) So then Diane is just like, you, you ruined my kids Halloween and you don't even feel bad about that. And Ron is, doesn't know what to say. And he pauses and then he's like, okay. Uh, but that pause was enough for Diane to say, that's it. You are not ready for this relationship. Goodbye. And, uh, and April <laughs> tells Ron, dude, you're totally blowing this. <laughs> uh, and, and Ron's like, I'm not going to apologize. It wasn't even real. <laughs> <laughs> the TR, not the relationship. <laughs> yeah. The TR is not even real. Oh, well, relationship over. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Cold, Ron. <laughs> and Ron, April, who knows Ron the best of anybody on the show, probably. Yeah. It's like, oh, you, you are so sad. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> and then Ron, 
uh, Andy gets in on this and he says, Ron, she's right. I've trained extensively in the art of observation. <laughs> you are sad and we know why. You didn't sell your table. That's probably <laughs> a little too expensive. <laughs> and April's like, shh, no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, and so then April, uh, not April, Leslie is there at their final auction, which is item is, which is a uh, autograph from Mayor Gunderson's dog, Rufus. Um, but she gets a phone call. And so April takes uh, and takes over the auction while doing that. And it's a call from Ben saying like, hey, Kurtzwilder, Kurtzwilder wants me to run his campaign for Florida. I don't even know when it starts, but it means putting all our plans on hold. And Leslie's like, well, what are you going to do? You, you got to take it, right? Um, and so they're kind of freaking out like i don't know we'll, we'll have to think about it uh and so um so she's like i'm going back to dc i'll call you when i get there so she comes back to the auction and Anne's like we got 55 dollars um and uh and so that's enough i guess um but uh then and a leslie has a really good idea to have one more auction item to help jerry whose life is terrible uh and depressing and she wants to do something big to help him. Uh, and she's going to auction off her friend, Anne, a sexy nurse, Anne Perkins. Without her uh, consent. Yeah. Um, and just dinner and dancing, nothing sexual, uh, nothing fresh. Um, and so uh, Anne is like, no. And then a guy bids who's an attractive gentleman. And then Anne's like, all right. <laughs> so <laughs> Let's see where this goes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so then it, the a bidding war starts happening between two attractive gentlemen. But then a dude named Herman, the guy with the tank top and the tattoos who runs the pawn shop. Uh, he's at many a town forum. Uh, he starts bidding and uh, the bidding goes all the way up to nine hundred dollars. And uh, and they're like, what would you do there? And uh, Herman's response is so great. Um, he says, my cousin has a mud pit in his yard. She could watch me do belly flops. And then we could maybe get some Thai food and a tank of nitrous and see what happens. <laughs> and so, uh, which is just, just all sad. Um, and, uh, so then Anne bids a million dollars on herself and gets out of there. So, which is wise for Anne. Um, now here is probably one of the most important elements of this episode. What comes next is, Tom coming up and he sees a kid who is checking out his, his clothes. Um, and is a nice cut, uh, like a jacket and, um, and, uh, he's like, mom, can I have this for homecoming? And he's like, you're going to grow out of it. Forget it. And, and then, then Tom says, what if I rent it to you? Uh, and so they said they agree on 20 bucks a week. And, uh, the lady's like, that's a great idea. He grows so fast. I never want to buy him anything nice. What's the name of your business? Rent a swag. Finally, finally, he yes. looks at the camera, has an idea name, idea for a business name, and it it's already working. And it's already good. Yeah. It's a good idea because Tom is a uh, not large man. <clears throat> and so he's the perfect size for all these tweens to uh, to rent clothes for them. So, um, so, you know, they raised the, the auctions over. There's a commercial break. Come back. Leslie goes to see Jerry and his, her opening words are, Jerry, your future has been canceled. <laughs> we only raised $1,200. Um, and, uh, and Jerry's like, that's great. Thank you so much. And Leslie's like, no, it's not enough. It's not even close to what you need. Uh, you had all this planned for your retirement and a beach house and your future is just a huge pile of crap. 
<laughs> and Jerry, in his wisdom from the hospital bed, says, you can't plan your future. There's no guarantees. So as long as the people I love are a part of my life, I will be just fine. And then he invites her to hang out and watch the stories because it's tonight, uh, Strawberry Jello night, to which Leslie responds, your life is so depressing. <laughs> uh, back in D.C., Jen is meeting with Ben in his office um, and and is essentially saying, like, are you going to do this job? And uh, and it's like, I don't know. I got a lot to consider. And she's like, you know, the other day you told me I'm never happier than when I'm managing a campaign. <laughs> Ben's response is, I don't think I said that. <laughs> she's like, you didn't have to. Um, she understood, like, this is something you really love doing. Um, and you're saying uh, it with your heart. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, she's like, you're really good at this. A lot of, there aren't a lot of people who can do this, but you can. So just think about it. Think about your future, which sounds like ominous. Um, when, about the way she says it, just think about your future. Like I'm going to kill you. Um, and then also thinking about future, Ron goes to Diane's house. He brought flowers and chocolates. Oh, and sweet. Some, yeah. And some grout cleaner. Oh, well, not so sweet. Because <laughs> she needed some. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Diane's like, listen, Ron, my kids are non-negotiable. And Ron here humbles himself and says, I, I'm sorry. I've been alone most of my life by choice. And this is all new for me. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, this is like one of the most like honest and romantic moments in the whole show. Like Ron, like saying like, I'm willing to grow mm -hmm. for you. That's, that is a beautiful moment. And then he's like, I want to also, you know, help raise your, your daughters and help them grow as well. I thought I could teach them to saw. <laughs> <laughs> Until he brought us off. He's like laugh, he says, he's laughing at himself when he goes, yeah. I guess it's, now it just seems dangerous. And she <laughs> and she just kind of smiles and nods, like, yeah. But also, yeah. I think she'd like she let him. Like, yeah, it's Ron. Yeah. Ron knows how to teach people how to saw. Yeah, learn a thing. There's no no fear here. And I take back the sweetness of like when I say grout when when the grout cleaner, you know, I was thinking about that. Like for Ron, that is really sweet because he noticed something and then he did something about it. So just because yeah. it's not chocolate and flowers, your typical romantic thing for Ron. That's probably more thoughtful than the chocolate and flowers. Yeah. Well, like when he went to Andy and April's Halloween party and he didn't get them anything for their wedding. And so he's like, I'm going to fix everything in this house. Yeah. That's my wedding present to them. And he did because he cares about these two. Right. So, I mean, this, it's all on brand for Ron. The off brand for Ron is the chocolate and flowers. Right. Like that's probably the first time he'd ever purchased anything like that like why would i buy flowers they're dead already <laughs> like, they already cut them out of the earth or whatever why would i do this it's a waste but he it's he read somewhere right girls like this he's acting like so. a, a little bit like a sociopath here where it's like i'm just doing the thing that i think people are supposed to do in this situation yeah i i have seen a movie <laughs> human human have gift here yeah Take. it's like if it's not bridge over the river, river Kwai, i don't know how to interact with other people <laughs> There's no chocolates in Vietnam movies. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this is a, a great moment. There's a lot of great moments. Like we got Ron, we got Tom having a future. Yeah. We've got, we've got Jerry saying, I have my family and I want to live for them. We have Ron saying, I want to grow and become uh, a better 
version of me and Diane, will you help me do that? In so many words. And Andy um, observing things. Yeah. <laughs> and then Leslie uh, is back at the house and I telling uh, their agent, you know, we, I just want to look at it one more time. My boyfriend might not be moving back for a while. And uh, Martha tells her, you know, I can't give you your deposit back. And there's a $300 fine. And, and I was like, fine, whatever. I just want to be here for a minute. <laughs> um, and uh, Martha walks away. And Leslie's looking at the house. And then she turns around and who's there? It's Mr. Ben Wyatt. And, um, and he, uh, he says, uh, I, uh, I've been thinking about my future. And he gets down on one knee. And, uh, and Leslie is overwhelmed. It's like, Leslie, nope, will. And she's like, wait, nope. I need to remember everything. And so every time he tries to talk for a little while, he's like, stop, wait. I want to remember every single thing about this moment. Um, and because uh, everything is perfect in her life. And then finally, Ben proposes, opens up this wood box that uh, we have seen before uh, and asks Leslie to marry him. And she says, yes, and uh, happiness. So wonderful. Um, that wood box is the same wood box where Ben gave her a um, Nope 2012 pin was in that box. Mm -hmm. Leslie used that same box to give Ben a uh, replica of the Washington Monument. And now Ben is giving this box back to her with an engagement ring in it. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. What will be in there next time? I don't know. Is it, does it come back? Divorce papers. No, I don't know. Oh my word! How? What? Why I don't would know. I'm, you ever? I'm just trying. To, okay, fine. Like the deed to a cemetery plot. I don't know. Like what's in the progression of? <laughs> Let's die together. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe now. not at the same time. Okay. Yeah. It's just it's cyanide capsules. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> man, you got you made this really dark, man. Dude, I didn't. Let's you did. die together. Jeez. Just, just trying to be funny, but I don't. Well, yeah. Wow. Yeah. People. Romeo and Juliet. It's a laugh riot. That was a great uh, soundtrack too. The Leonardo DiCaprio one. Yeah, man, you're no. really good at soundtracks. I've uh, I've never seen that movie. I read the book. So. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure you can't do better than the book. Yeah, the book based on the motion picture, motion picture Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Oh man, uh, that was a good. That's a that's a good movie. It really was. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, there, there's a credit scene. Mm -hmm. Ron dressed as a pirate and Diane and the girls dress as princesses and they are trick or treating. And the first house they come to it says it's November 8th. <laughs> uh, and Ron's response is like, well, these girls didn't get a chance to go trick or treating. Uh, so somewhere in this house, there is some candy. <laughs> Why don't you find it? We'll get right out of your hair. The guy goes in, comes back and he's got calcium chews and a roll of cookie dough. <laughs> and, uh, they're so happy. And Ron, um, Ron is like tremendous, but then also he gives the man money because Ron does not want to hand out from anybody. Right. <laughs> well, what he realizes like, this is just, I mean, you don't just demand something from somebody's house outside of <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. Oh, it's such, it's such a great ending <laughs> somewhere in this house. There is some candy. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Yeah, this was I, a I fun wonder, episode. I wonder what would happen if you just decided to trick or treat in like March, you know? You'd probably get some very confused people. <laughs> it's like, I have some Easter candy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so dude, some Easter candy is really good. Yeah, I agree. Any candy good. with chocolate involved, I'm a fan of. Uh, I also, I, I have a hankering from time to time for jelly beans. Because Easter is a classic jelly bean candy, right? Yeah. Like that's, if you're not getting jelly beans around Easter time, like why are you even doing this basket? Just forget about it. What's your, what's your, do you have like a jelly bean like brand? Well, I do love the jelly belly. Uh Uh-huh. And in particular, the pear flavor. Pear is good. Pear is good. Uh, Lately, the last couple of years, the Jolly Rancher. Mm-hmm. Jelly beans are amazing. I like the because see, here's the th- let's break this down just a little bit. I'm with you. Um, jelly belly, great, fantastic jelly beans. What I don't like about them is you have to eat them almost individually. I don't want coffee getting in with my watermelon. You know what I mean? Whereas I some of these other ones, you can just grab like, oh, these are the Jolly Rancher jelly beans. You just pop a whole handful in your mouth. Tastes great. Because it's all fruit. It's all fruit. So that's but, all. But jelly the belly flavor profile is just fruit. Exactly. Soury, delicious fruit. Now, there used to be the Jelly Belly store at the mall, and you could pick which jelly beans you wanted. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm all for that. Then you can yeah, make, you know, you you can can make your own mix. You can do that at a lot of different This takes a long places. time to sort through all those jelly beans. Yeah. So. I got kicked out last time I tried to do that. <laughs> I think Fred Meyer has a, a Jelly Belly like dispensary that you can get your own jelly bellies at. So just heads up. I just, I want you to know that that, that is an option. If you, if you're the person who likes popcorn, get, take all of it. Fred Meyer <laughs> will probably pay you. Thank you. They just keep sending this to us. We never asked for it. We, nobody, I don't think anybody's ever ordered. Can I get a whole sleeve of, <laughs> of the popcorn flavored jelly beans? People have been dying. Not for this. Just dying. Um, so yeah, it's not it's not good. I don't know why any I don't know why anybody would want that. Oh man, Terry brought home that's my wife. She brought home some like Brox's trying to bra Brox's Brax is trying to get into the jelly bean like uh weird flavor. And they did mm-hmm. a like uh a Mexican like f- like themed one. And so they had ground beef burrito and avocado okay and salsa all right uh how were they oh disgusting they're absolutely terrible did you eat them together no like as a handful of all the flavors like oh it does taste like a burrito oh it's like you put it all together no i just ate them one by one that's a better idea it would still be disgusting and it was still gummy burritos (laughs) chewy burrito and it was still a little sweet which is really weird it definitely tasted like beef it was like sweet beef which i don't even know that's a good (laughs) sentence to say sweet beef was my nickname in high school (laughs) dibs on band name (laughs) yes all right listener sweet beef let's start a patreon for our first album sweet beef People mispronounce it like sweat beef. Sweat beef. That's what you get after you listen to it. The beef sweats. That's the, that's that's the name of the that's that's the road the all the people who listen to it. Sweet beef and the beef sweats. Oh, oh man, 
No, that's gross. <laughs> okay. Sweet beef. Wow. Jeremy, we have really put in some work today. I feel like uh, it. this yep. episode is not short. So <laughs> we should end <laughs> with this nonsense. Uh, but listener, we would love to hear from you. If you're still here, let us know. <laughs> Just let us know. Just, yep. Just, just email yes. Yeah. If we get emails from listeners that just say, yeah, still yes. here. We'll, <laughs> just, we'll know. Yeah. But congratulations. Hailsorp. So. All right. So, so, so next week is Ben's parents, which is oh my gosh. such a funny episode. <laughs> oh, man. Total, total disaster. It's great. Oh, his dad. I had, this was around the same time as uh, Breaking Bad. Yes, and I had never seen this actor before, uh, but like I saw him in Breaking Bad, and like Jonathan Banks. Oh man, he's so good. Yes, <laughs> he's so good. Okay, uh, awesome. All right, well, listen, right. we will see you, hear you, you'll hear us. I don't know next week. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll talk to you later. Get ready. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.